Hey everyone, and welcome back to another Slow Horses recap episode. On this episode, I'm going to be discussing episode two titled Work Drinks. So on this episode, I'm not so much going to be going scene by scene, just because I'm a little bit behind on time, but I'm just going to be talking about kind of the bigger plots that happened <laughs> and what happened in this episode, kind of in more of a casual laid back way. So if you remember the first episode, we met River Cartwright. He's the MI agent who basically messed up on a training simulation operation, and he got demoted to Slokehouse, which is kind of like the administrative side of MI5 <laughs> and kind of does just like the grunt, dirty work. Nothing exciting going on there. Uh, we meet Jackson Lamb, who's played by Gary Oldman. He is the boss and runs Slokehouse. Very messy, very mean, very unpleasant, and he does not like River Cartwright. <laughs> we also meet Sid, who is kind of like their top agent at Slokehouse, at least. She's the one that gets the most responsibility. She's also the one doing a little bit more surveillance work. And we don't know why she's actually there, so it's a little bit of a mystery. Um, the main kind of mystery in the episode, at least the first episode, is this journalist, Hobden. We find out that in the past, he used to give funds to um, kind of hate groups, uh, far-right fascist groups, and he used to fund them, give them money. And then an information, something was leaked that he was giving funds to these groups, and it basically ruined his career. Now he's a disgraced journalist. At the end of the first episode, a college student, um, Hassan, who is Pakistanian, he gets kidnapped at the end by a far-right radical group known as the Sons of Albion. And they post a video at the end of the episode basically holding him hostage. And they declare that the next morning they're going to behead him. And that's kind of where the episode ends. We see River Cartwright, all of them at Slokehouse watching this video. Jackson Lamb says, you know, there's nothing for them to do. They don't work in MI5. And at the end of the episode, we see River Cartwright leaving Slow House, kind of on a mission with a purpose, probably going to dig into the truth. But he thinks that um, the ex-journalist, Hobden, is probably involved or knows a little bit more about this. So that was the first episode, someone in a nutshell. <laughs> and I talked about it in the first episode that I really, or in this past episode that I recorded, I thought it was a pretty solid um, pilot episode. You know, pretty much knocked it out of the park in a way. You got some action. You got kind of the mystery. You get to meet the characters. And it leaves enough there to want you to, you know, leaves enough there for you to want to come back and learn some more and figure out what happened. So, yeah, I was really excited going into the second episode. They actually premiered the first two episodes on the same day, but I just wasn't able to catch the second one until a little bit later. <laughs> So yeah, let's just kind of get into it, what happened in this episode. I did enjoy this episode quite a bit. It kind of just um, starts off where the first episode ended. We meet kind of the group, the Sons of Albion. This is kind of where the episode actually opens. We see this group of probably like four or five white British guys. They're the ones that are holding Hassan hostage. And they're celebrating. Their video has reached one million views. <laughs> Um, and we also, like I said, we have Hassan basically tied up in the basement. The one, probably the leader of this group, the more, I would say, the scariest of them, I think he goes by Alan. We see him go down there. He still threatens him, tells him that they're going to behead him in the morning. Um, Hassan pleads, saying that, you know, he's actually British. <laughs> um, he's not, you know, Muslim. 
Uh, he doesn't practice it, but he's also, you know, born in Britain and he's a, a citizen of Great Britain, basically. And Alan responds that he, you know, people of his kind killed a lot of his friends, basically, in the, you know, when he was in the military in Afghanistan. A little bit later, also, they have set up kind of like a monitor to where if he needs anything, he can kind of just yell into that and they can kind of hear what's going on upstairs. A little bit later on, he does actually ask to go to the bathroom. He says he's got to use the bathroom. And one of the members, we don't know his name, he says he'll go get the bucket for him. When he goes to the bathroom, he actually, under kind of the sink or like kind of in a secret like compartment of the wall, he pulls out a phone. And we don't see much more, but we see him put the phone back. But we're kind of suspecting that possibly this guy that's part of the Sons of Albion that maybe he's part of MI5, he could be like a secret agent, or he could have found the phone and someone else could be part of MI5 there in this group. We don't really, we can't tell by his reaction, but he doesn't reveal anything when he goes back down, you know, and joins the group. He just says that he couldn't find the bucket. And then Alan, the main guy, ends up finding one and taking it down to Hassan. Um, kind of just gives him the bucket, but still kind of has him tied up to where he can't really escape the end of this storyline, though, Hassan actually sees, because he's in the basement, a part of the wall is broken, or at least like a door or something, but it's wood like panels are covering it. But he can kind of see outside of it, knowing that, yeah, if he breaks through, he'll be able to get outside. He can kind of see light coming through it. So he's able to get himself over there. He breaks his zip ties, but he's able to get over there and he starts kind of pulling away at the wood panels as quietly as he can and that's kind of where it leaves off there so we don't know if he'll be able to escape if one of them will notice and come down so it kind of leaves off there on that cliffhanger but yeah he can possibly get away which would be cool but we'll see because yeah the next day basically uh, at sunrise they're gonna behead him just I don't even think they're asking for money or anything that's just what they're gonna do basically there's no um, ne negotiations or anything <laughs> So, yeah, that's kind of that storyline there. Uh, we do see at MI5, the park, uh, Diana, uh, they're kind of following this situation. They talk a little bit more about Hassan. His parents are Muslim. He doesn't practice the religion as much. I believe his parents are from Pakistan. Um, yeah, he's a college student. And the only little tidbit from that that's interesting is that the ambassador from Pakistan reached out to Diana. And we don't know why or what, but there's just like this vibe that possibly um, Hassan is maybe a little bit more important than we know, or he's related to somebody, or he, yeah, is somebody that we don't know, or he could be a little bit more of importance. So that kind of leaves off there, that little storyline too. We do go back to Slogue House. We see that Jackson Lamb, he's kind of acting a little bit goofy. Uh, Catherine mentions that he hasn't had a drink all day. He's not being, you know, he hasn't insulted her as much. He just seems a little bit on edge, acting a little bit aloof. <laughs> River Cartwright is still gone, but he goes and um, visits Spider. This is actually where he goes at the end of the first episode. We see him kind of walking with a purpose. He goes and finds Spider Webb, <laughs> and he's getting his clean shave at the barber shop. And he kind of confronts him and asks him about, 
um, the USB stick that they found for him from Hobden's laptop or the files they got. He's just kind of trying to see, test the waters because when he, you know, got the information, it was just that pi equation and it was just a decoy. So he didn't get any information, but he's able to get it out of Spider that they didn't find anything either. So, yeah, what the files they found was basically just a decoy from Hobden that he didn't have any information on there for them to steal, basically. When he eventually goes back to uh, Slogue House, he meets up with the IT guy again, and he tries to get him to hack into Hobden's emails and his laptop and, you know, the cloud. And he tells him, kind of blackmails him, saying that, if he doesn't do it, he'll kind of reveal why he's at Slogue House, the IT guy, Roddy or Rody. And he, yeah, <laughs> doesn't want, obviously, everyone to know. We don't know why. But he says, you know, he'll dig into it and he tries. But Hobden actually doesn't have, like, any of his files saved or anything uploaded to the cloud. He's not able to get into his emails or anything. He's kind of, like, off the grid in that way. And the only way you're going to be able to find what's on his laptop is if you actually go and steal his laptop and get into it. Because otherwise you can't hack into it, basically, is what Roddy says. So, yeah, a little interesting there. This guy's just basically old school. <laughs> we get this one interesting flashback scene from Catherine. We saw in the first episode where she comes home and finds her husband dead while she's at the AA meeting. But we get another flashback episode, which we can assume, yeah, is before that actual scene. We get this flashback where she comes home and she actually sees Jackson Lamb at her house and he's there visiting her husband, Charles. And then when Charles comes into view from the bathroom, they kind of just have this uh, awkward interaction where they don't seem pleased with each other. And that's all we get from this scene. So it's just a little snippet, a little more information of Catherine's past, how Jackson Lamb is involved, and what happened to her husband. Basically, did Jackson Lamb have something to do with it? Did he reveal some information? Yeah, all just up in the air at this point. But it's an interesting little flashback scene. So yeah, her character, even though she's kind of like a side character, she is, yeah, somewhat important, and we'll have to find out what happened to her husband and what Jackson Lamb had to do with it, basically. One of the other members at the Slogue House, uh, Moody, he actually goes and talks to Diana. So he actually leaves uh, without telling everybody. And this scene was a little confusing to me. I didn't know what was going on, but I think it was purposely done that way so we would, you know, kind of try to figure out what's going on or kind of be left in the dark. But he calls one of Diana's, um, I don't know, secretary or someone that works for her, saying that he had information or he knew that Jackson was up to something. So she meets with him. They meet kind of at this, like, football stadium <laughs> in the bleachers, discreet, just them two. And when he mentions, yeah, to her worker that Jackson Lamb was, you know, doing this operation... She finds it interesting because she was the only one who actually talked to Jackson Lamb. Them two were the only ones communicating about this operation that they were doing, which I assume is on Hobden in the first episode, but they don't say that specifically, so it could be something else them two are planning. But she asks how he knows about this, again, because she was the only one to talk to Jackson, and he just comes clean that he bugged uh, Jackson Lamb's office basically that he doesn't trust him so he knows he's so he did that and now he knows that there's some kind of secret operation going on 
Diana gives him a personal burner phone, basically. Says she'll be in contact with him. So it's now that Moody's involved in this game. But she tells him to take the bug away from his office. And she also kind of tells him that Jackson Lamb is someone you really don't want to mess with because in the past he has survived being tortured and almost killed. And yeah, he's got a interesting past and a little bit of a dark history. And that's kind of where the scene ends there. So like I said, I was a little bit confused watching it at first, but I think that's the gist of what happened. <laughs> so we have to keep an eye on this new character because we don't really see him in the first episode um from the slow house as well but yeah he goes there and now he's in cahoots with diana and maybe going to be up to something or a little bit of a secret mission or maybe she's just kind of toying him you know around <laughs> and giving him this personal phone but nothing will come of it we get kind of a good spy chase scene <laughs> uh river is now trying to follow hobden we see hobden back at the cafe He's trying to make some calls, get some information. He wants to talk to someone in the news. But it seems like because he's a disgraced journalist, they kind of just shut him down. But when he gets up to leave, he throws his phone away, which I believe River gets and confiscates. But he notices that someone is following him. So we get this kind of cool little chase scene. Not so much running or anything, but just him kind of walking, going through you know different areas of London. And eventually he thinks he got rid of the person following him because he gets on a bus and hops off and hops onto another bus. But it turns out that River is actually right behind him <laughs> when he gets on like the second bus, the new one. So he doesn't know who River is. He doesn't uh, figure out that River's following him. But it's just kind of a cool little chase scene. Even before that, when River uh, is back at the office, he's kind of still going through his trash from the first episode, and he finds um, iron magnesium dust, I believe, <laughs> to which we'll figure out a little bit later what that means. But when he finds this, he kind of comes to a conclusion or a light bulb kind of goes off in his head, and that's before he actually goes and starts stalking Hobden and kind of surveilling him. Also, during the scene, he's talking to Sid, and we see for the first time Sid get a call, and we see the caller ID. It says Aunt uh, Zabdi, <laughs> I believe. We do get, after uh, I would say the chase scene, we get this side little plot for the first time in this episode. We meet the characters uh, Louisa and Harper. <laughs> They're the ones that are kind of um, like there's still like these other characters at Slow House that we really don't know too well. Um, but we do know the one character he's trying to like get them. I think Strawn is his name. He trying he's trying to get them to like go out for drinks. He also is selling like raffle tickets in this episode. Um, but he talks about them all going out for drinks to which these two characters say they had something else going on. So they go their separate ways, but they eventually meet at a pub by accident. Uh, Louisa, when she goes to a pub, she sees Harper there and they kind of just chat, and it seems like they kind of have a little bit of a possible fling maybe going on or could happen in the future. Uh, she talks about how she actually really doesn't have any friends, and he says that he's actually going through a divorce. So them two kind of just have like a little bit of a special bond. It's very quick and innocent in this episode, but we'll see kind of where it goes from there. So we get the kind of the big ending scene here, the final <laughs> act, I guess you could say. And we see River... Uh, he's actually outside Hobden's apartment. He's kind of just tailing him in his car watching. Uh, it's raining outside and actually gets a knock on the door and it's Sid. She kind of hops into the car and she says that she's been following him basically. <laughs> they start chatting and he says that 
he found the iron magnesium dust in his trash, basically meaning that he's possibly burning his laptops or he's using that to burn his laptop if needed. So he has something to hide is what River believes. So his plan is to kind of just hang out there. And then once the lights go off and he believes that Hobden's asleep, he's basically just going to break in and steal his laptop because he's got to get his hands on it. That's the only way he'll find out what's actually in it. During this time, she keeps getting calls from her aunt that we saw earlier. She keeps ignoring, but eventually she answers it. And all she says is that, yeah, she's with him right now and hangs up. And she kind of comes clean because he even asks, you know, what she's doing at Slow House. And she's a pretty good agent. <laughs> and she says that, yeah, she was actually talking to Diana. And the only reason she's at Slow House is because she sent her there, basically, to keep tabs and follow River Cartwright. So that's pretty big news. <laughs> like I said, in the first episode, you're kind of figuring out why uh, Sid is there. What did she do in the past to get demoted, basically, to Slow House? But we just find out that, yeah, Diana sent her there, kind of just on a secret mission or just to keep tabs on River. So why keep tabs on him? Do they? Yeah, there's just so much going on here. <laughs> but yeah, she's just there to kind of follow him and keep tabs on him. Eventually, they see someone kind of hop the fence and break into Hobden's apartment, which they just get out of their car, rush into. And River goes in, and while he jumps, you know, goes into his apartment, he actually sees that his laptop, Hobden's laptop, is on fire, destroyed. And there's a guy with a ski mask on, basically holding Hobden, you know, by the throat and got his gun to his head. He's able to attack him, break up the fight, but in that scene, Sid shows up on the front door. Uh, Hobden gets away, running away from his apartment, and then the attacker uh, goes out the front door, gets kind of in a scuffle off-screen with Sid, and then all we see, or all we hear, basically, is a gunshot when River gets up because he was attacked and was on the ground. When he gets up and goes to the front door, Sid is actually laying there, so the gunshot was from the attacker and actually hit Sid, and it looks like she got a gunshot wound to the head. We just see her laying on the ground unconscious. We see blood kind of from behind her head. We don't see the wound. And, yeah, both basically the attacker and Hobden have fled the scene. The house is basically, or the apartment is now on fire, and it ends with River Cartwright calling for an ambulance and saying that, you know, someone was shot in the head. And we kind of leave off there on that cliffhanger. So another pretty good, solid episode, a good cliffhanger to want you to check out the third episode. I don't suspect that Sid's going to be dead. It could have just been a graze to the head. We don't see, like I said, the actual gunshot wound or hole and the way it was placed we see the pool of blood behind her but like i said it could possibly just graze the side of her head um or she could be dead i don't know <laughs> but yeah so much going on there basically what we can conclude is that the laptop is destroyed from hobden so we don't know what's on his laptop he has fled the scene got away the attacker whoever is there to attack him basically has fled the scene who yeah is trying to go after him we don't know. There's still, yeah, so much going on here. And that's kind of the big mystery there. So <laughs> enough kind of, yeah, I don't really know what else to speculate. We still got Hassan. He's trapped with the Sons of Albion. We'll see. Basically, yeah, the next day now should be when he's supposed to get beheaded. So we'll see what happens there. If he's able to escape, kind of what's going on with Jackson Lamb. He's acting a little bit off. 
And yeah, so I'll be curious to see what happens in the third episode. It is streaming now for me, so I'm definitely going to check it out soon, and then I'll come back kind of with a quick (laughs) recap. But yeah, it was a pretty solid episode. I definitely did enjoy it, and I'm trying to think if there's really anything else to say. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. It was a pretty solid episode overall. Definitely kept the intrigue and kept the plot going so i'll be interested to see what happens next so yeah i think that's going to do it for this episode thank you as always for the listen be on the lookout for the next uh recap episode for uh, slow horses and then i also think i just recently watched the first three episodes of tokyo vice and i might do an episode on that so and that's another pretty good solid thriller so yeah be on the lookout for those and i will be back soon so yeah hope you have a great rest of the week and i'll check you guys out next time Bye bye